I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show on the internet filmed inside of Sebastian's kitchen. I'm Sebastian. <laughs> I'm drinking some Coke and I'm Alex. Not sponsored. I'm Jordan and I am also in Sebastian's kitchen. We're in the kitchen! Whoa! Because it's too hot to be in the actual recording room because it's summer. And if you haven't seen, Australia is on fire. In more ways than one. Yeah. I should probably put aircon in that other room, but it's already in this room, so it's just fine. Look. And there's a skylight. There is. That sounds a lot fancier than it is. There's a gaping hole in my kitchen roof with some film over the top of it. It's like being in a convertible car, but house. Yes. I wish it was like uh, having like a sunroof in your car, but like, you know, those shades that you can bring over the top so you're not constantly in the sun. No, we are constantly in the sun. Inside the house. It's the best and worst of both worlds. (laughs) If you're joining us for the first time on the Variety Hour, uh, this is a show where we all bring a topic to the table, some sort of pop culture, some media, something, anything. Could be that thing you're thinking of right now. And we're here to either put it over or bury it. And, you know, have a bit of a chat. Alex, what were you going to bring to the table today? I'm going to talk about my experience watching Star Wars. That's great because I forgot to read your your quoted review. Really? Actually, no, I think you sent it the day after we reviewed it. I forgot nothing. I forgot to read Andrew's review of, of My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I forgot. Jordan? They're good people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to see uh, every Star Wars fan's favorite person, Ryan Johnson's new movie, Knives Out. It was really good. I'm going to talk about it. Wonderful. And I'm going to talk about a tabletop game called Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, specifically the Jack the Ripper series. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. So we got what? We got Star Wars. We got kind of not Star Wars. We got board games. Star Wars adjacent. Oh, talk about a variety hour. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex, what are you talking about? Star Wars? So Star Wars. Do go I, on. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that film. Um, I went in there with low expectations. Even though I am sorry, I'm I'm having some sort of allergic thing with whatever's going on. So if I sniffle and sound like vague, it's because I'm struggling. Um, mm. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, but I, I think more than anyone in this podcast would have. Andrew loathed it. Jordan was disappointed by it. I yes. believe is a fair statement. 
I got exactly what I thought I would get, a Star Wars film. So I was unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. Mm. Like, do you want to do a mini review right now, Alex? Do you want us to dive into what was wrong with that film? Yeah, go on. Tell me what you think have you was not wrong listen, with it. Have you not listened to the review at all? I don't listen to it. Of us. course <laughs> you bloody don't. I don't have time for that. Okay, let's... Spoiler alert for The Rise of Skywalker. Okay? I'm yeah. sorry. I'm doing it again. Yep. All right. I'm going to condense the things I did not like about this film into three key parts of the film. Okay. There are more things I don't like, but this is the fastest variety hour version that I can give you. Sure. Oh no, Chewbacca's dead. But then we find out he's not dead and then have to watch the characters think he's dead for half an hour, which means we're just wasting time watching them mourn a character that we as an audience clearly know is not dead because we've seen him alive right after the fake out death. So we as an audience couldn't even feel sad for 10 fucking seconds <laughs> because the movie thinks we're too emotionally immature to feel anything. So it's like, no, 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 it's okay, he's alive. And then we have to watch other characters not know that and go through it. So we can't even feel for them because we feel nothing. Oh, C3PO, C3PO, we've got to wipe your fucking memory. The droid equivalent of a death because he has to lose everything that he's, you know, um, you know, emotionally gained and all that. And it's like, oh, does R2 have a copy of your memory? No, guess what? He fucking did. C-3PO is also back. No consequences. Oh no, I'm going to give you Poe, that person, I, the, I'm the lady with the helmet. Here's my ticket off the planet. Now that you have this, I can't leave the planet and I'm going to die here. And then they blow up the planet, but it's okay because I just rock up at the end of the movie because nobody can fucking die in this movie except for Leia. And then the reason they couldn't fake her death is because they fucking faked her death last movie. That's how I feel about this movie. <laughs> the fact that it would just never let us feel, it was just too busy saying, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. See, they're fine. It was just a joke. We joked. Chewie's fine. Helmet girl, you love her. She's fine. Anthony Daniels, he's fine. They're all I, fine. I really didn't care about the helmet girl. But I'm just saying all, they did the same thing three times. I mean, I don't, I don't care about her either, but it was just the same. It was the same. They're dead. They're not dead. They're dead. They're not dead. So fucking quickly each time. It was just the fact that she the was the R2 third time thing, in a row. That was all. R2 thing was far longer than what you made it out to be. No, but the fucking Chewbacca thing was like the, the transitional between the scene is we see him on the ship arriving in handcuffs. Yeah, and mean, then it's like, I can't believe I killed Chewbacca. For yeah. Half an hour. Because it wasn't until they kill C-3PO that they realized Chewbacca's alive. Yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with that. I did. Either. like Yeah. But that, I mean, that, that's... Those are the things that angered me the most. I have other complaints, but that's the quick version of just the things that were like insultingly stupid. Like, okay. let me feel, you know, let me let me care about the dead dog. You killed the dog. Let's feel something about that now. And the film's like, nah, he's fine. I'm like, okay, well, if he's fine, why am I watching characters mourn him for half an hour? Because they don't know that he's alive. Yeah, but it's just, it's inefficient storytelling. If yeah. you te we should find out when they find out that he's alive. So we felt sad. Because the movie should give us a range of emotions to go through. It would have been through. so much better that way. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you don't have to keep him alive or kill him. Like, I, I mean, do if you're going to kill him, kill him. But if you want to bring yeah, him yeah. back as a fake out, sure. But give us time to go through the emotions. Mm. The fact that it was like right after, to me, it was like, Just we don't no want you walking out. for it out. to matter. Like, yeah. I processed my emotions in that time. It was one scene. He explodes, fine. they get on the ship and leave, and we cut immediately to Chewbacca alive on the Star Destroyer. And I would I had already had my oh no, Chewbacca. 
Okay. Oh, good. He's actually alive. It was Sweet. So quick. I want. And but it, okay. If the characters didn't, <laughs> so if the characters didn't mourn him, sure. But the fact that they then mourn him, and they they then have this these long drawn out bits where they're feeling something for him, but we no longer get to experience that. And we we know we're just waiting for them to save him. We know that's coming, but it's like, come on, okay, now we know what the next step is. And because we know what the next step is, it feels like it's taking a long time to get there. If we didn't know, then it's all part of the journey. But because we know, it's just fucking hurry up. Well, Go know. save your dog. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how the movie's going to play out as it's, ha- as it's happening. They don't know that Chewie's on there. They could have actually killed him. Like they could have gone and exploded the big fucking ship and he dies anyway. They weren't going to explode the ship, though. They were just yeah, there to get the fucking. We don't know that we're, as the movie's unfolding. Well, they were very clear. You know? We're here to get. We're here to translate a dagger and then find where the dagger goes. Yeah. Like they weren't. They weren't going anywhere near that star destroyer until they learned that Chewie was on there. I'm just saying. I think I didn't think they were going to blow it. I mean, if they had fucking blown up a star destroyer yeah, yeah. with the three of them, that'd have been fucking crazy too. You need at least yeah. a thousand ships to do that, apparently. Um. <laughs> so that was okay. in brief how I felt. Sure. How did you feel? Uh, I want to hear what Jordan's shortcomings were. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call them shortcomings, but I mean, I, it's hard. Like, like Seb said, like the story just was so all over the place and like the movie itself wasn't paced very well. Like that's a great example of it, but as well, you've got so many things that just weren't like explained, like cool Palpatine's back. How, why? Like he was deader than dead the last time we saw him, but now he's back. Can you tell me why or how? Dark Force. No, don't, yeah. don't just say Dark Force. Well, give me, give me some information. Give me a story. Well, you saw all the science shit. Did I? What? Well, sorry, like I literally I, where he was living. Uh, yeah, like, but all that shit. Who were the people around him? Who's this? Sorry? Like, yeah, Skarsgård I'd like to know that as well. The, whatever that planet was, Skier. Which part? I, I missed the. I missed the. The Sith planet. Exodus, ex, 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 ah. ex, is that right? No, not ex, Exodus. That's an that's no. actual word, but it's something similar to, to that. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Sith to dice. Sithopolis. Sithopolis. Yeah, that's the one. Tequila Wednesdays. Like I'm, I'm sure as he was falling, he wasn't dead, so he could have sent. I mean, yeah, but didn't he like fall into a black hole and then they blew up the black hole? Like it was pretty definitive. He fell down the shaft. Is this in the in when he he dies in the original? Yeah, he falls down. And then it explodes where he falls down. And then they also then blow up the Death Star. <laughs> but then, I actually don't mind that he came back. I mind that he shot sky lightning and did like the fucking classic blue beam of death ending in the movie from his hands. Yeah. Like why? Like that, it, that has become an actively acknowledged trope in these movies and they yeah. still did it when it's, it's not even like, oh, that is a funny coincidence. No, it's, it, but when did Avengers come out? 2010, 11? The first one? The first one. Because 2008 was Iron 11, I think. So Maybe 2012. The first big sky beam. And then every other fucking blockbuster did it since then to the point that it's like, it's a running joke. I can't wait for the blue sky beam. It's a, I think it's a joke <laughs> in one of the Deadpool films. And they still fucking did it in this film. Like when it was- It didn't end everything though. But they still had the fucking blue sky beam. It was even blue. <laughs> like fuck, they couldn't even- Lightning. I know, but they still, <laughs> they still decided to have him shoot up a sky beam in the end of the movie. Like- Guys, How read the fucking is he going room. To take down all of the ships. Anything at once? else? Hit a fucking EMP. <laughs> I don't think anything else apart from he the sky. He wants the EMP. <laughs> no, what but he, he just but he sky beamed it. Just like press a button, you know. 
you know, all those fucking ghosts that are with you? Send a I ghost to every ship. I am the ultimate Sith. <laughs> Beep. Bing. Hey, oh, his, you're all dead. <laughs> his whole fucking character from episode one to episode nine is pressing a fucking button and making things blow up. That's all he does. Except for when he's using his lightning, which, you know, he does in number oh. three. He does in number... Six. Six. And he doesn't insist and he uses the lightning. Like, but he's that's so fine. stupid because in um, okay, so when he's fighting Mace Windu in number six and number Mace, three. no, oh yes, no, number three, and Mace Windu blocks the lightning with his lightsaber and presses it up against his face, it turns him into the fucking shriveled emperor, yes. you know, guy. So he's like, "Wow, that sure hurt." And then he's all deformed. He decides to double down and die by doing that in this film by having Raiders walk towards him. <laughs> it's like, she doesn't strike him down. He literally dies because he refuses to stop shooting himself in the face. Like, that's yeah. funny, right? I'm not even sure that's a bad point. I think that's really funny. <laughs> like, I mean, like if I, if you were walking towards me and you had, you had mind powers and every time I tried to punch you, your mind powers made me punch myself in the face. There's a certain point that me punching myself in the face becomes my fault. Look in 2020 non-adrenaline rushing like situations. Yes. But like I'm coming at you. I'm going to beat you. You're going to do anything you can to stop me. What if, what if I miss the mind control this one time and you hit me and that takes me out. You're going to try every single time. But it was actively killing to him to the, he died from it. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, wow, I am exhausted from all that lightning to the face. Like he died because <laughs> no. he refused to just be like, hey, maybe give it, give it a second. Cause her whole point was she couldn't kill him. Cause if she killed him with the lightsabers, he would win. So if anything, he should stop lightning her so she could accidentally fucking kill him. But <laughs> like it was his benefit was to stop in so yeah, many ways. But his rage was the whole thing. Like that was <laughs> the, his source of power. He was so mad that he, she wasn't going to take him out that he had to take her out any way possible, which ultimately took him out. That's, Why that's was he mad? Like, yeah, he's done pretty she's well. Not, <laughs> she's not fulfilling... The thing, of course not. He, he thought so. He's mad. No, that no he one was ever fulfills prophecies in this film, in these movies. That's the thing. There's always a prophecy, and they always fuck it up in the third <laughs> one. Literally, you're meant to be the chosen one. Oh no, you're the evil one. You're meant to bring balance to the force. Oh no, you didn't. You're meant to. You're the new fucking emperor. Oh no, you're not. Like nobody actually does what they're meant to do in this entire franchise. You're Ray meant did. to steal the Death Star plans and stop it. Oh no, you're all dead. Like nobody does it. Ray did. How did she do it? By not. Doing the dark thing and doing the light thing. No, but her her the prophecy was that he would ki- she would kill him and she he would then inhabit her with the the spirit the force the sorry the ghost yeah. of the Sith. So that was his prophecy, like that she was a Palpatine and she would become like a proper Palpatine, but she didn't do it. Yeah, and there was never actually a prophecy for Ray apart from that in the entire thing. The whole that's the whole point of number of um episode eight was, nah, no prophecies. You're all just people. That was like the whole problem uh, thing with eight. Like, there's no special people, anyone can be a Jedi, anyone can do this and that, you know, it's all about, yeah. So yeah. it was just like in this movie, it's like, oh, the prophecy is this. And then it wasn't. Oh, we didn't know Palpatine was back until now anyway. Which I'm actually, I mean, I know Jordan liked that. I'm actually mm. not opposed to him coming back. I liked no, it. It's, it's I liked consistent. that he was there. I just wish they'd like given me some form of a backstory as to how he got there. Yeah. Well, how did fucking Maz Kanata get Luke's lightsaber? We never found that out. Yeah. I can't wait for episode 10 when that comes out and somebody's fucking found Kylo's, you know, lightsaber from the ocean that he threw it into. 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to touch on. No, they're not. They, they, well, I mean, they, they've said that they're done with the Skywalker franchise, so they will do other movies, but they're not doing any more movies in the in this series this year, yeah. which is fine. Hopefully do another trilogy somewhere else. Hopefully, it's uh, a long, long, long time ago in a galaxy closer than you think, but still far, far away. <laughs> I could deal with that. I'm yeah. I'm excited for stories that are in different places. Yeah, I love the world. I just hate all the fucking stories. Like I just think, okay. I, for me personally, yeah. episode one to episode nine, it's all bad stories. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I like the world it's in. I would, I would love a D and D game. I mean, there are. I would love yeah. a D and D campaign set there. I'd love. Yeah. I mean, I don't play online games, but even like the video games, I can get into. Yeah. I just think the stories are so garbage. Yeah. All right, back to Jordan. What else didn't you like? <laughs> I didn't like the movie. Just wasn't paced well. Like it just, nothing had any time to breathe. Like everything was just glossed over because they were trying to jam too much into it because they spent too much time trying to retcon The Last Jedi instead of just doing a good job of telling the Rise of Skywalker story. Like there was pivotal things that just felt like they didn't matter because they just jumped right over it. Like when fucking Kylo died, like that should have been a big plot point, but it was like, oh, he's dead. Cool, we got to go to the next scene. Sorry. Like I... At that point, I was just like, uh, okay, I don't even care that he's dead because you gave me no time for that to marinate. And I feel like they did that with every major plot point in the movie. They kind of, they kind of did that with Darth Vader, though. Like, he was, the, he was the kind of the same character, like, evil all the way up until, you know, throwing the Emperor over, which is kind of what Kylo did by, like, sacrificing mm. himself so that Rey could live. And then it's like short scene. Now he's burning. Okay. And like Darth Vader would have been, you know, it, he was the main character mm. apart from Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie. And CD yeah, and I suppose so. And the Emperor. He's one of the main characters. <laughs> Who? Sorry, I, I zoned out again. He's fine. <laughs> um, I'm surprised we didn't get a Force Ghost of Anakin back because I, I, Hayden Christensen came back to record some voice work for the ending. Every Jedi ever speaks to Rey moment before yeah. she kills the Emperor. Yeah. I'm just surprised that we didn't get him back. Back. Uh, I I they blew the ghost budget with yeah. one. Yeah, oh, two, two, two ghosts. Yeah, two ghosts. Um, I was. Who's the other ghost? Leia at the very end. And I mean, oh, Han, yeah. Han was there. He wasn't yeah. a ghost, but he was there. I liked that we never saw Vader talking to Kylo as a force ghost from the first movie because it kind of does set up the idea of, of course, it wasn't him speaking to him. Yeah. Because um, it was the Emperor just, you know, voice tricks and all that shit. Because because we didn't see a force ghost, that should be like the first hint, like every time we see it. And we know he can appear as a force ghost because he does at the end of Jedi. Yeah. So I like the idea of, you know, like, of course it wasn't him. Like there were these kind of well, subtle visual or lack of visual clues that it was that. So I like that that's consistent in the series and it's yeah. good. Like that reading, the reading that it was not Darth Vader was there from episode nine, um, seven. Yeah. So that's that's good stuff. Um, and the clone tank of Snoke was just hilarious, I think, at the very beginning of the film. There's just a, a tank filled with like seven Snoke clones. Oh, yeah. So the Emperor made Snoke, but he didn't want to make him for this movie for some reason. <laughs> Unless he made a bunch of them and that's what the people in the robes at the very end were. But yeah, Maybe. I don't know. It was just one action scene to another action scene to another action scene. But yeah, they somehow- that was it really. I just felt like the movie didn't have a lot of substance. Mm. But with the Empress or side maybe, of things- Or maybe it had too much substance, but they just didn't put in the effort to tell it properly, really. Well, honestly- like, I, I just, like I said on, I think I said it on our review, I just felt like I was watching like a two hour long trailer. Yep. That was my issue. Like 
I, the action scenes are all fine as yeah, well. Like they do yeah. what they do. For me, it was more the issue of the story that the emperor was telling, which we're only getting little pieces of the thing, was big enough to actually warrant its own, two, maybe two movies, maybe a trilogy in itself. Yeah. And if episode two had been what JJ planned, I reckon it would have been great. Because I do like the story the emperor was telling. The problem was they condensed two movies into one and it ended up just being a cluster of there's just too much going on. We're not getting the explanations we need to make them satisfying. But conceptually, I liked the idea. It just didn't like the execution. Yeah. So a parallel, you know, reality where we got episode eight the way Jadrums Jadrums wanted it to go. I'm really interested in that because I think that could have been really good because I think, I mean, I, Andrew hates me for saying this. I think The Force Awakens is the best Star Wars movie, period. I think it's fantastically shot. Okay, all three of these new movies are the best shot films in the entire franchise. Oh, yeah. No offense to the originals. These are just, these look better. The, the technology is there. I don't think They're you shot can really better. argue that. Yeah. But story-wise, I, I, for even for a Star Wars film, I really enjoy The Force Awakens. I do. It's got some great stuff with Finn, with his whole character turning away from the Stormtroopers. Poe comes across so fucking charming. Great stand-in for mm. Solo there. I liked how they handled Solo being killed, um, Han being killed in that movie. All done really well. I just wish like some of that stuff was brought forth here. That's all. So I know that they can do better, it, and which is more disappointing for me because I was hoping with Jabram's back <laughs> that they would be closer to The Force Awakens. But for me, it felt more muddled than The Last Jedi. Okay. But there's a bad, there's a good movie in here. There is. Yeah, there really is. It's just surrounded by a whole bunch of garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with any of that. Yeah. I just, I like that. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I, I wanted to go into it and be like, yeah, that was great. I love the Star War. Yeah. Yeah. But I've left feeling nothing. <laughs> I know I talk smack about movies a lot. I get that. But genuinely, I want to go in and watch a good movie. I don't want to go in and have to come here and sit down and be like, it was garbage. It took three hours of my life and it sucked. I don't want to do that. I would love to come in and be like, go watch this fucking great movie. It's good. I, I, yeah. But I, I, can't, in my case, I can't do that when the film comes out like this. That's all. But I did want it yeah. to be good. I mean, like for me, it was, it was Star Wars. Like there was the lightsabers, the force. You had all your favorite characters. Um, they had to go through some shit to get to the end goal, and that's kind of what any Star Wars film has done. And at least it's over, like, in theory. Although, I will say, in to what Jordan was saying, not knowing how the Emperor came back kind of also makes it feel like, is it over? Yeah. Like, <laughs> could you just do it again? <laughs> like, Was he missing his legs? And he grew them Seemed back? Seemed like it. Because I listened to one of the podcasts I like and they did the review and they mentioned that he was deformed but they never once touched on the fact that he didn't have a lower body, a lower torso, uh, legs. And I was like, did I just did I just impress on myself that he didn't have legs? I thought he was just a torso and a couple of fingers. Yeah. Until he got healed. Like, I, I didn't take note of I'm I'm probably going to watch it again. So I'll get back to you. Please let me know. All right, Jordan, what do you have today? Uh, so I went, this is probably like a week ago now. I was going to talk about it on the uh, one of the last Variety Hours, but we um, talked about Jojo Rabbit instead. Uh, but I went out to see, is, is it Ryan? Is it Rian? What's this homeboy's name? It's Ryan Johnson, right? It's just spelt funny? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. So I went to see his movie Knives Out, which was really, really good. And I would encourage you to go and see it. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's a... Um, how do I describe it? It's kind of like a throwback homage kind of movie to like the Agatha Christie style, like whodunit mystery oh, yeah. films of yesteryear. 
Um, yeah, it's really, really fun. Oh, like, yes. I know, mm. I know exactly what movie you're talking about now, and it does look good. Yeah, it was really, really good. The, um, the cast is great. Like, it's got, like, a ton of big names in it. Um, like, Daniel Craig, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Who else? Uh, Chris Evans, uh, Tony Collette. They're all really, really good. Yeah. It's just, like, one of those, like, ensemble casts where, like, all the characters are, even though it's, like, a regular sort of, I guess, length of a movie, like, all the characters are really well, like, sort of defined and fleshed out. So, like, they've got a lot to, like, work with in their, like, acting. But it's, yeah, really, really, like, smart scripts. Um really clever as well. Like it's one of those missed, like I guess you want all mystery movies to kind of be like that, but it keeps you guessing throughout the entire thing. Like you never really kind of know until you get to like the very end, kind of what's been going on. Um, basically to kind of set the scene of it without, obviously I'm not going to go too in depth because I don't want to spoil the mystery film for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like this um, really old guy. He like writes mystery novels. And so the movie takes place um, or starts off, I guess, on the night of his like birthday, maybe like his 80-something birthday. He's old. He's pretty decrepit. So yeah, right. 80, 90, something like that. Um, and basically the movie is kind of framed at the beginning. Basically the following day, he's found dead. And they initially rule it to be like a suicide because he's got like a like a cutthroat and something like that. I think, I think it was a cutthroat, Yeah. And so initially it's ruled a suicide. The cops start doing their investigations. The lead investigator is Daniel Craig, who's like a, I guess like a, um, like he doesn't like work for the police. He's like a private investigator. And it turns out he's there because someone tipped him off that there was going to be suspicious circumstances or like surrounding the guy's death. So he comes in. The movie starts off kind of being framed around the like interviews and interrogations of all the family members because obviously they were all there in the house at the time as well as his um, carer, who's another one of the main characters. And basically from there, it just kind of tells the story of the evening of his birthday party from everybody's perspectives. And obviously, like, there's something within that evening that kind of makes everybody a suspect. And it's, yeah, it's really, really good, really well written. Um, I'd say very, like, visually interesting as well. Like, it looks like a really nice movie. It's shot really well. Just from like in general, I'd say it's probably one of the most like entertaining movies I've seen this year or last year as we are now in 2020 and this took place in 2019. Would it have made the top 10 of the decade? Ooh, maybe actually, you know, if I, if I went back and kind of went back through those, there's probably a movie that I could replace this one with. But yeah, it's just, it kind of ticks all the boxes. Like it's really entertaining, really funny, really well written, visually very nice. Mm. I would say... I'm assuming it probably got like review bombed by angry Star Wars fans at some point. They're too busy <laughs> review bombing angry Star uh, Star Wars at the moment. I would well, say. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good point. They came out around the same time. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's really really good. I'm not too sure if it is still in cinemas at this point. If it's not, I'm sure it'll be coming to streaming within the next couple months. And I would say note it down, knives out, give it a watch. And that's really good for Ryan Johnson also getting a good film in, especially after the big last yeah big after was everything that happened. Yeah, um, which I mean, hey, it's all shit. So. All movies are bad. No, I was going to say Star Wars. Like you made a bad <laughs> Star Wars film. Oh, you mean a Star Wars film? Um, no, but I mean, like, I don't. It's good that he actually got a, you know, decently received film out too. Because he's not a bad yeah. filmmaker by any means. Um, I'm reviewing a board game called Sherlock Holmes: Consulting Detective, specifically the Jack the Ripper one. Um, so, I enjoy wasting time, and this is a good time suck of a game. Uh, effectively, the premise is. Um, you're assisting Sherlock Holmes with um, solving a couple of murders. Mm -hmm. There's seven cases in the book, four 
pages, so four different, sorry, there's 10 books in the, in the, um, in the box set. Um, four of them are dedicated to the Jack the Ripper case, Jack the Ripper case, and the other six are dedicated to one-off like murders. Yep. All the other six are all based off Sherlock Holmes books, and the Jack the Ripper ones are based off actual facts from well that they have from the Jack the Ripper cases. Um, but I think there's actually a conclusion to them. I have not yet finished the Jack the Ripper ones. Effectively, you're given a map of London, a book full of witness testimonials that you have to find depending on where on the map you want to look through. Um, a bunch of daily newspapers in which you have to look through and find stuff that might be able to give you an idea as to, um, you know, if there's any correlation between what's in the news and the murder that you're trying to solve. But effectively, someone's murdered, you have to work it out through, you know, going over the map and seeing how people could have gotten from one place to another one in what time. And let's say you find a clue that, you know, tells you about a church, you have to then look over the map and find the 27 churches that are in the area them try to work out which one of those, you know, would be within the right area to be to do with this case. There's a map reference on there. You go into the book and find the map reference. You'll go there if that church is there. A scene will play out where your character has investigated them. So you'll see some back and forth dialogue. You have to glean whatever information you can off that to work out what your next move is. And you'll be whittling down, you know, 10 different people to try and find out which one is the murderer. And then at the end, it kind of functions like clue, like you put your prediction in and you check it against Sherlock, who's already solved the case and verifies whether you're correct or not. Um, the first one I did took me nine hours. So this is a solo game? Or? No, you can do it as a team. That's why it took me so long, though, because it's solo. Because right. the wife is not interested in that game for some reason. Well, I guess because it's really dense. But effectively, yeah, it's, it's just going through newspapers, maps, and testimonials to try and work out who the fuck did something. And it's not done in a way that's really obvious. It's done as you know as realistic as they can do it because people aren't going to just name drop shit to send you to the next thing. It's yeah. not like you're reading a testimonial and the, the keywords are in bold or italicized. You've just got to be like, oh God, this person I spoke to, you know, they mentioned the, you know, the school that they went to, the butcher that they use, and this other thing. And you're trying to work out which one of these is relevant find it on the map get the reference point to then check in the book to find its testimonial to then work it out just so you get enough information and then the map itself is to scale so part of things you can do is if you know alex if i suspected you of the murder and you're where you are and the murder happened when you are and your last alibi said you were there at that time it would take you 37 minutes by walking to get there on time or lesser by carriage could you have possibly made it there in time to murder the person yeah right so You've got to work it out. It's very dense, but I love it. Cool. Yeah. Sounds really good. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's really entertaining, but it's not like a party game. It's like literally sit down and like, fucking use your brain, mate. <laughs> but um, Get a day off, start in the morning, and see how you go. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm literally doing it after you guys leave this so I can get back to it. Was, that's the reason I was on the table at the moment because I was um, getting ready to start it the other day and then I had to go to work and couldn't get a chance. But um, yeah, it's I really enjoy it because it's... There's the only rules are, I mean, you don't go through the book until you've found a reason to go through that book. So right. you don't just read every random testimonial in that chat, in that yeah. section. You just read the ones that you've linked yourself to. Right. And just because it's in the book doesn't mean it's relevant. Like I said, if, if they yeah. bring up the butcher, the church and the school, there will be witnesses that you can investigate from all three of them. Two of them, all, all three of them may have fuck all to do with the case. Right. They're just there because you've gone and talked to them to find out. So just because <laughs> it's written doesn't mean it's useful. So not everything's a clue. So it's literally weeding out what matters to what does matter. Sorry, doesn't matter. And going from there. So it's it's quite complex. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
And it was I've like, never like been into like tabletop stuff, but I do find Jack the Ripper to be rather fascinating. So sounds well, like it would I'm be good fun. Starting the Jack the Ripper one tonight, which is like I said, that's a four part series. So it took me nine hours to <laughs> so film. The box describes it as women of dubious virtue having been murdered. Oh no. Um, but there is another non-Jack the Ripper one as well, which is just like 10 Sherlock Holmes-based stories. Um, it just says with the Jack the Ripper one, it won't play out the same. It's a bit more complex. They recommend completing one of the first ones first and then going and doing Jack the Ripper because it's just a bit more hard. But yeah, they, they take actual known evidence from the time, but they've obviously narrative it up a bit because Jack the Ripper was never caught. But I am hoping after what I'm looking at to maybe be 40 hours of fucking gameplay <laughs> work out who Jack the Ripper was. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, but yeah, there's, an, there's another one, but they're like 60 bucks each Australian too. Like they're pretty cheap. And just like that, that box in itself is a hundred hours of gameplay for one person. Like that's oh, fucking, wow. he- well, because like I said, I may have been, I've only done the one mystery. And it took me like that nine, nine and a half or so hours. It's meant to be done Jeebus. with people. So, but you can do it with one person. Like it's, the mm. rules are there for it. But Obviously, if I'm reading one newspaper at a time and I don't have someone else to read the other one, I'm going to take a lot longer, longer to do yeah. shit. Um, so, yeah, it's it's good shit. Yeah. It it's, sounds really fun. Yeah. So, Defs recommend that one if you have people that want to think. Also, there's a bunch of like detective games out at the moment that are doing really well. There's one called Judgment, which I've heard really good things about. Um, these are like video games, sorry. And um, Disco Elysium. I've heard some really, really good things about it. I'm going to be picking that one up in the next couple of weeks when we get back from Japan and playing that one. But yeah, so if you're uh, if you're into little mystery games, this will be the hotspot for that soon, I think. Sweet. Socials? Yeah. Um, look, if you live in the future, you can get us on Twitter at Second Take TNC, or you can go to our Facebook.com slash Second Take. What else do I do? Uh, there's oh. an Instagram page. Oh, you do it. Oh, so yeah, so our Instagram is Second Take Podcast. Go on there. I've been saying it for weeks now, but there will be more photos of yogurt incoming. Oh, hell yeah, there is. That would be great if every day we just we just uploaded a different bit of yogurt. We are a yogurt Instagram page now. <laughs> is, that a, is, that a, is that something that we can we can grab onto and make ours? Perhaps. Look, Might be worth a shot. I feel like there's there's got to be like daily yogurt or something is absolutely a page. I would love to quest you with that, Alex. I'm, I'm just going to search yogurt right now. Wonderful. Um... Also, yeah, okay, I should do my part, I guess. If you'd like to uh, have a bit of a chat with us, hit us up on our email address, secondtakepodcast.gmail.com or jump over to our website, secondtakepodcast.com for three-ish asterisk, maybe four years of content. And if you'd like to support the show, we do have Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash secondtake. Uh, thank you once again to Alex Smith for our outro for this episode and the intro to our film episodes. And we'll be back next week with Spirited Away, continuing the Miyazaki um, Studio Ghibli thing that we do. Ghibli. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.